Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hi. A quick note at the top here. At the Story Collider, we believe that everyone has stories about science, and we have all kinds of people on our stage and in this show, from police officers to comedians, and of course, students, engineers, and researchers of all kinds. Now, we know that storytelling is not something that's taught and is sometimes explicitly discouraged during scientific training, and we're working to change that. Our team offers workshops on storytelling for science communication. From one-hour lectures to three-day intensive workshops, we can help you learn about narrative structure, develop your story ideas, improve your performance, and connect with your audiences. Our creative personalized coaching is complemented by peer-reviewed theory and data-driven advice about scientific communication. If you're interested, contact us at workshops at storycollider.org or see our website for more. A science story, huh? You scientists, they I felt I figured it out. It was that tall. golden moment. Because science was on my side. Hey everyone, I'm Ben Lilly, and welcome to the Story Collider, where we bring you true personal stories about science. This week's story is from Dawn Frazier. It was recorded in April 2016 at Union Hall in Brooklyn. Um, so um, I also had a very, very dangerous situation um, <laughs> that started off at the census. You guys remember the 2010 census? Yeah, all right. So I had just moved to New York City and I'm excited because for the very first time, I get to go knocking on people's doors, asking them, hey, what's up? You know, are you white? You black? You exotic? You single? You know, do you like chocolate? You know, like, and actually get away with it. So I'm like, <laughs> so I'm like super amped about this job. And so I'm, I'm filling out my paperwork and this woman that's like standing next to me, she, uh, she sees that I'm giving them my license. And on my license is that little, that little, sticker that says that I'm a donor. And so she turns to me and she's like, hey, what's that little dot on your, on your license? And I said, oh, you know, in case anything happens, you know, in a car accident, God forbid, you know, if I lose a leg, if I lose a head, whatever, go ahead, go, you know, take it. I don't know how science works. Go ahead and take it, you know? <laughs> um, and she's like, oh, that's, that's so noble of you. I was like, oh, thank you. And she says, I'm, I'm Eloise. And Eloise was this elderly woman, probably around 70, 80 years old. And, um, and she had lived in my neighborhood in Fort Greene for about 30 years. And I was like, oh, awesome. I'm, I'm brand new. I've been here for about two years. Um, and so she's like, oh, I should show you around. And I was like, awesome. I have a 
cool little elderly friend now. This is going to be like great, right? So the mission that we, oh, I'm sorry. So as part of the census, we don't have projects. So you don't have jobs. We have missions, okay? Um, and our mission was called NRFU. Um, <laughs> literally, the non-responders follow-up. <laughs> I found it appropriate that a government mission was ending with an F-U, okay? Um, but as we're like getting our missions and finding out what we're supposed to do, I meet this fine guy, Dominique. And I'm like, okay, the government has their mission, NRFU. My mission is Dominique, all right? I'm going after this one for real. Um, uh, but Eloise is like really like, you know, she's like, well, let's, let's work together on this mission. And, and I can't work with Dominique for whatever reason. So I was like, all right. So I go with Eloise around um, all these different houses in Brooklyn to get to know the neighborhood. And so the very first place that we go to, we're knocking on the door. It's a four-story brownstone. It's this woman. She has a little cocker poodle dog thing. Um, and she invites us in, and we're like hanging out. I'm getting information. I was like, how many people live here? She says, two. I was like, how many stories is this? She says, it's four. It's like, you have a four-story house. There's two people that live here? She said, the one on the way. And I was like, it's still a lot of space, okay? <laughs> it's still a lot of space. The dog is like licking my toes. She's giving me kale chips, you know? We're having a good old time. Um, I'm like, this is like surreal. I didn't know people lived like this in Brooklyn, right? But I go on my way with Eloise. And afterwards, she, Eloise asked me, she's like, hey, you know, were those kale chips good? And I was like, yeah, they're good. Like, you know, like, she's like, do you, do you eat that stuff? I'm like, yeah, well, you know, I like kale. It's all good. You know, not organic, but I'm not, I'm not vegetarian, but, you know, like, I like organic food. And she has, like, this big smile on her face. She's like, oh, that's so good. That's so good. And I was like, okay, that's a very random question, but whatever. <laughs> um, so we keep on doing these missions. Um, and about a week later, we have another mission, and this time it's in East New York. And East New York is very, very different than where we were in Fort Greene. Um, whereas we go to this house, and um, it's totally this dilapidated house. There is nothing going on. There, everything is boarded up. There's no people. But there is this one guy that's just hanging out on the stoop with a bottle of beer. And so we walk over to him, and I'm like, excuse me, um, my name is Don. We're from the census. Do you by chance know who lives uh, at this house? And he's like, yeah, I live at that house. And I was like, oh, great, awesome. Um, are you married? Are you single? He's like, yeah, I'm married. He's like, okay, can you tell me about you know, who you're married to? He's like, see that one right there? That my wife right there. This like random woman that's like sitting in the park, right? <laughs> And I was like, okay. And then he's like, that my wife right there too. And the woman looking over at me, she's like, that Negro ain't my husband. And I was like, okay, I don't know <laughs> what's going on here. And so Eloise comes over to me, she's like, Don, 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 look, I'm just gonna put down on the census form that it's a crack house, okay? <laughs> and that's exactly what she does. She's like, Looks like a crack house, we're leaving, you know? And, and so we are like out of there and I'm like cracking up and I was like, can we do this? I was like, she's like, I don't know, whatever. But she turns to me and, she, and Eloise is like, Don, you don't 
smoke crack, do you? And I was like, what? No, I mean, I don't smoke or snort crack or I don't know whatever the hell you do to crack, but no, I don't do it, okay? And I'm like, Eloise, like, what is the deal? Like, at this point, she had just, like, every time we went on a mission, she would ask me these questions. At this point, she had asked me about my blood type, which is O positive. <laughs> she asked me if I was an organ donor. She asked me if I liked kale chips, you know? I'm like, I'm like, like, Eloise, like, what is the deal? Like, you know, like, do you, do you need, like, a kidney or something? You know, <laughs> like, what is, what is, why do you keep asking me all these questions? Like, something's up, right? And she, like, looks at me, deadpan, and is like, yes. I said, yes what? She said, yeah, I, I actually, I, I need a kidney. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> what? And she's like, yeah, well, I, what I, what I got, didn't tell you is that every night I go home and I connect myself to a defibrillator machine, a dialysis machine that pumps my blood because I have a bad kidney. And, you know, like when you started telling me that you would be a donor and that you're O positive and all of this, I was like, oh my God, this woman knows where I live. We're in the census, you know, like she knows where I live. And I'm having images of like waking up in a pool of like just ice. And then I was like, what is, Eloise, and she takes out this brochure. It's red. It's from the Princeton Center, and they have an orientation about kidney dialysis and how to actually donate a kidney. And she says, would you consider it? I was like, yeah, wow is exactly what I was feeling. And I was like, um... And I was thinking about it for a second, you know. I mean, maybe if it was a homeboy or a homegirl, but like some random woman from the census? I just didn't know. So I was, I was like, this is a lot. I've always considered myself to be like an activist, you know, down for the cause, but I didn't know. So I took the information home and I'm like looking up kidney transplants. Could I really do this? And when I looked at the information, I was a fit, I mean, I was, I had a universal blood donor type. Uh, we were both West Indian background. Um, I was in great health because I was training for a marathon. Um, and so I called my mom and I was like, mom, what do you think I should do? She says, well, what about your dad? And I said, good point. I had to tell Eloise about my dad. So two days later, I go back to the census. This is gonna be one of our last missions because the census is wrapping up. And I have to give Eloise an answer. And so she says, well, so you have, have you had a chance to like, look over the information? And I said, yes, I have. And to tell you the truth, I physically probably am perfect for you. I fit all the qualifications. I would be interested. Psychologically, I don't know if I can do it. My dad, my dad had been diagnosed with kidney cancer. And even though the doctors had taken out the kidney, it had transferred to some other organ 
right above the kidney. And because of that, he passed. And what happens to me if I go along with this procedure and they take out one kidney and later on in life I need the other? I'm not gonna be happy about that. <laughs> and I don't know if that's gonna happen. I have no idea. But I don't think I can do it. I'm so, so sorry. And she looked at me and she said, I understand. She was getting older and I don't know if she was able to find a match. But later on that day, she went home to her place on Adelphi Street. I went home to my place on Carlton Street. We wrapped up the mission with a census. Um, I never got to finish my mission of meeting Dominique and going out with him. Um, um, and I never know, I never knew what happened to, to Eloise. But one thing that I made sure to do was that every time that American Red Cross calls me up and asks me if I want to donate, I always do donate platelets. Because that way I feel like at least I'm being a good neighbor. Thanks. That was Dawn Frazier. Dawn is a storyteller, educator, and nationally acclaimed speaker based out of New York City. She is the host of the live show and upcoming podcast, Barbershop Stories, which features storytellers performing true tales in barbershops and salons. Dawn has created programs for college students, educators, and entrepreneurs to develop leadership potential through storytelling, and is an instructor with The Moth and The Story Studio. Story Collider is produced by me, Brian Weck, Darren Barker, Ari Daniel, Christine Gentry, Skylar Bear, Shane Hanlon, and Liz Neely. The podcast is produced by Rose Eveleth. Additional help from Brooke Williams, Lena Groger, and Justin D'Ambrosio. The theme music is by Ghost. Special thanks to Union Hall for hosting the show, and to strangers for never having asked me for a body part. Thanks for listening. <laughs>